This is the S Ra podcast. This is an MMA edition of the podcast, and we're going to be talking about a UFC fight night versus Mankomed Ankolaev versus Thiago Santos. And I might struggle with that name here, right? Because I, I, I practice it. I've been repeating it. Magomed Ankalaev. But, but that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's my earnest attempt right there of getting that 100% correct. And Ankalaev is, you know, probably, you know, the top prospect, soon to be contender in the lightweight division and division that kind of, you know, not kind of really lacks talent. And he's facing Thiago Santos, who's been to the mountaintop right just close to right there of getting the title shot against john jones and his best performance without doubt uh coming up short in that fight and then it's kind of just been um not the success that you would imagine after that performance he had one he goes on to have two straight losses to texera and um ratchet who you know are two of the best guys you know two of the best guys top five guys or texera who's the champ in the division and then he gets a win over Johnny Walker, which, you know, isn't aging the best from, you know, Johnny Walker's uh, latest performances. But, you know, he's losing. He loses John Jones, Sixer, and Ratchik. Oh, that's, you know, a murderer's role of competition right there. But he doesn't pull out any of those fights. And now it seems like he's set up here to face the next, you know, top fight. The next, you know, guy that could be the top fighter at 205. And basically, he's trying to see if he could still stay relevant at the age of 38 years old in this sport where he's had a lot of wear and tear. He's had a lot of battles, a lot of wars. And Ankalaev has, you know, is on an amazing run with only one loss, which was the submission of uh, Paul Craig. And he's looking just to stamp his way into the top five and grab one of these, get a top five opponent his next time out, right? This is what this main event's to do. Is is, is going to, you know, this is what this main event's purpose is. For the uh for Ankalaev. Now Diago gets the win and stops the um the hype, right? That would that would do wonders for his career at this point, especially because he just beat Johnny Walker. Now he beats Ankalaev. He'd be right there in the top five then at that point. How do I see this fight playing out? Ankalaev he could both uh lead a fight or he could take a back step. And let someone come and chase him. Either way, he stays at range for the most part. And he stays at a good range. And he stays at a range where he can attack if you come forward. Now, Diago Santos is at his best when someone else takes the lead. And that's what happened to John Jones' fight. John Jones takes the lead. He's at his best. It makes him more patient, more calm. You're coming into his offense. When he has to go and find his offense, he gets very sloppy, very out of control. Not very um, well thought out when he comes in. And I think that Ankalaev is... Gonna take a back step in this fight. I think he's gonna let Diago come forward to him and let him make those mistakes. Let him get wild. Let him get out of control. Let him want those exchanges and just take what he gives you. And that's what Uncle Iov is best at, is just taking what you what you give him. In his southpaw stance, I expect the um, right hook to be very effective for him. I think that if this fight is the way Diago Santos leads a fight and wild and haymakers and everything like that, he's gonna get caught big. I can't see this fight. If it plays out that way, going past the first or second round, I'm going to say a first round stoppage for Ankalaev with the right hook. When Thiago Santos gets wide, leaps from too far away, falls in, head down, I think Ankalaev is going to see that. He's gonna only going to have to see it once or twice before he you know, times it up, measures it. Now, if Santos could um, 
somehow get Uncle Ev to follow him, then you got a better fight. You got a more interesting fight. And it's not like Uncle Ev is not is you know is unhittable because he is hittable. He's gets stuck in position. Sometimes he gets sideways. Also, Daryl Santos is pretty surprisingly quick with his leg kicks, right? And or I'm just his kicks in general and his spinning spinning a heel kick. So he can catch you like when you not expecting it. And sometimes, you know, a guy can get wild like that. And a guy like Uncle Iaf, who really is technique and kind of not like a create it as a goal kind of guy or not. He's kind of fighting just off of like the fundamentals of fighting. Getting wild like that because sometimes throw him off, right? Throw off your timing, throw off, uh, you know, what you're looking at. Used to placing your shots, it just get thrown off and make it a, you know, a, a cluster for you. So. You know, that's, that'd be interesting to see how that plays out. If Santos could get uh, Uncle Ive to, to follow him, I don't believe that's going to happen. Uncle Ive's too smart. He's going to make him come forward. Diago is just not the same level of fighter coming forward. I'm going to take Uncle Ive by first round KO. In the co-main event, we have Marlon Marias versus Song Yong Dong. And Song Yong Dong... I'm not sure, you know, uh, some places they have his name, Young Dong Song. I don't know if that's just a, a cultural thing or that, that they could put the names, you know, it, it doesn't matter what order they put it in, but I'm still calling him Song Young Dong versus Marlon Marias. And Marlon Marias, who is on, you know, a horrible uh, point of his career with the three straight losses, losing four, four out of his last five, and his only win being a split decision to Jose Aldo that a lot of people believe that he lost that fight. So he's definitely uh, not in the best spot of his career right now, and he's fighting uh, you know an up and coming f- fighter in uh, Yadong. And to be honest, the Marias has looked chinny to, uh, in his previous fights. You know he's lost them all by KO slash TKO. His last three, and the one before that. You know, in the not the one before Aldo, he lost it by KO. So, it definitely, we see the, you know, it looks like something. You know, it's not like your chin comes back, right? Like when your chin goes like that, it's not like it comes back. And Yudong has a lot of power. He's got really good legs. He he covers a lot of space very quickly. He's very fast. He has good pop. And I just think that Ronald Marais is just in a bad fight here for himself. And I don't. There's probably not a lot of good fights for him anymore. Like it, this looks like his career is kind of coming to an end here. And uh, Song Yudong, it looks like it's it's just getting going for him. Like he's just coming into his own um, as a fighter. I want to pull up uh, Yudong's uh, record. So Yudong is on a. He's won three of the last four. He has a unanimous decision loss to Phillips. But he's just coming off a split decision win over Kenny. Uh, KO over Arce. And this is a co-main that's looking to, you know, over a credible name. And probably his first, you know, the biggest name for sure he's faced to this point in Ronald Marias. I think that he's, I think this is going to be a good fight, a good night, a good fight and a good night for him. Because of the speed, of course, because Ronald Marias is chinny, because Ronald Marias is kind of stiff he doesn't have a lot of head movement doesn't have a lot of defensive uh tactics and techniques to you know keep that vulnerable chin safe and i think that uh song is gonna be able to make up the space and show the speed of that right hand 
And Marm Rice might, you know, start off with his kicks as he usually does the body and head. And I think Yodong is going to start timing him. And I think Marm Rice is going to be very surprised on the space that uh, Yodong is going to be able to uh, cover and the speed he does it. And he's going to set up that big right hand to get a finish. I'm going to predict another first round knockout in this fight for Song. And uh, that's two in a row. So I think the co-main and the main event are going to be first round knockouts. And I'm interested to see where Yodong can go because his hands are pretty good. They're pretty fast. And the way his movement is, it isn't, you know, something you see every day in MMA. It's as fast as he can cover ground and how good he is with the spacing and his feel for, you know, the timing of when to hit his shot and what he needs to get that right hand, the full power behind it. Other fight that I was interested on this card is Terrence McKinney versus Drew Dober, and I believe Dober is a late replacement in this fight, and this is a very tough fight for Terrence McKinney, who, you know, has some hype, right? It has a uh, the you know interesting storyline where he has the bad shroom trip that almost gets him uh, shot by the police, and he's gotten to the UFC. And it's, it's last, it's you know, first two fights, it makes quick work of both of them, both round one finishes. He definitely starts fast. I even seen some of the you know LFA fights that he had. He he he's a fast starter. He's not looking to play around. All his fights, actually, the last five have ended in the first round. So he's going to look to start quick in this fight as well. He's got a lot of confidence. He you know hasn't taken a loss in a while, so he's he doesn't have that in the back of his head. He's going to come out and, and look to. You know, you're going to have to take his confidence from him. But the thing with a guy like Drew Dober, who is durable and has some pop and is comfortable uh, going to war and is not going to panic when he gets hit, I think Terrence McKinney is going to be in a tough fight here. And I think that the odds are have Drew Dober as a slight favorite, right? But it's basically a 50-50 fight. I'm okay with that. That That's the experience, the durability. McKinney not being past the first round in a long time. If he gets in a three-round, you know, uh, striking contest with Dober, I would think McKinney would win because of his distance, his timing. He's a little bit, you know, he he punches straight. He's got a little bit better technique to me. A little able, so, so, something that just makes him a little more special than Drew Dober, who's kind of more of a winger, brawler type fighter. I think McKinney would be able to win that decision, but I think it'd be very tough, and I think he's gonna get hit with big shots as well. I think it's going to be a very close competitive fight. I think this is going to be the fight of this of the whole main card. I believe this is the fight to watch. I'm taking Terrence McKinney to win a decision here, but I think this is going to be his toughest fight in the UFC for sure. Toughest fight, in, you know, probably in his career. And I think we're going to learn a lot about Terrence McKinney, right? We're going to learn a lot about his chin, durability, and, you know, when he can't, when he gets starts to fast, and it just, it's not there, right? He's not going to be able to dominate the fight. How's he going to look when there's, you know, resistance? That's what you want to see. What does resistance look like? And Drew Dober, who, you know, lost to Islam Makachev, right? Which I, I think, you know, there's not it's not a bad loss because he's probably, he could very possibly be the best lightweight in the world. And then he goes to war in the fight after that. If he wins this, you know, right back in there with all the guys. He's very, very talented fighter. Very, uh, his power, his patience, his calmness in the stand-up. How strong he is, how compact he is. I'm gonna take Karen McKinney in this fight, but I think it's a very good fight, and I would uh, interested to see if Drew Dober, you know, I don't expect him to get you know 
uh, overwhelmed in the first round. But if he gets past the first round and just starts getting to work on Terrence McKinney and just kind of test that stamina and test the, uh, you know, t- test the um, composure that McKinney's going to have later on in this fight. I think this fight gets very interesting. Like I said, I'm going to take McKinney in a decision in this fight. But excellent. I think this is the best fight. Of, I think this is going to be the best fight of the uh, night. We also have on the opening card is Alex Pereira, who, you know, is kind of infamous now for the one that knocked out Israel Adesanya in a kickboxing match. And uh, last fight, he looked very good. But, you know, there was things where it looked like he could get taken down. Uh, He's fighting. Let me see. uh, Silva, I don't know what his first name is. He's fighting Bruno Silva, who is on a pretty good win streak himself. Right, he's at last three fights in the UFC. He is three and zero, all three by KLTKO. The two fights before that in M one, the one was a championship fight. He won that by TKO. And the one before that, he won by KO. So this is going to be a hell of a striking fight. It looks like. Um, I love that they matched up prayer with, with another striker. I do want to, you know, as far as like entertainment value, that seems like to be the most entertaining. I do think that there's a storyline here. If you can get Pereira to a title reasonably in a comfortable spot to like a title shot where it makes sense and it's not just like jumping in the line over everyone. Him versus Izzy in an MMA fight is very interesting. I think everybody wants to see it. That's the storyline that's already built in. How you get him there, right, without facing a wrestler or, you know, these just MMA fighters is just like, you know, obviously this is not where he wants to be. I don't know. I think that gets difficult. But right now, matching up with another stand-up guy who's confident himself, um, who's on a five-fight KO-TKO run, it seems like it's going to be a very good fight. I know I didn't look into Silva. You know, I could do that real quick while I'm looking at this. And this might as well. Uh, I'll give you a live, you know, breakdown of what I'm, what I'm seeing from him. Let's see, Bruno Silva. see what he looks like let's see here okay i got him in uh m1 okay let's get away for this be a little patient get away for the ad okay here i don't think this one's gonna last long because it's 20 minutes but the walkout itself is about 15 so let's see here okay getting started see how he looks look at bruno silva he's a southpaw He's actually uh, pretty wide. It's got like almost like a Verdum shape to him. A little flat-footed. He's a, he's a solid guy, though. He you can see that he he looks he looks pretty strong. He's a little wild. So he kind of came. He kind of comes in. Uh, he, he stumbled in, lost his legs. Got caught for it. He, he he makes some mistakes. Like it, it's, I wouldn't exactly say that you know he's like world class level, even though that he looks like he won an M one title. Definitely re- relies on his striking. Must have some power, right? Uh, because technique wise, it's not exactly, I would say, like amazing enough to where like he's gonna dominate fighters and not be at risk. Especially defensive wise, he just kind of shells up. Really open to the body.
the M1 uh, ring is pretty crazy. They have like the ropes, and then underneath it, they have like a uh, kind of like mesh. I don't know if it's a. I don't think it's a. Is it a cage? I don't think so. I think it looks like fabric mesh underneath the ropes. So like if you get a takedown, you can, you know, not like in pride where you're like rolling out the ring and guys have to push you back. It kind of, it's, so they're even with the ropes, I'm guessing. It's a, it's a really interesting ring. I mean, I, uh, the cage obviously just kind of like makes more sense. I kind of hate the ropes when they're grappling. So he, he went for a flying knee. Now he's, he's all right. You know, he's going to, um, I don't think he, he's definitely not on the striking level of Pereira. But, you know, this is the right matchup for Pereira right now. And if he can look impressive and get another highlight real knockout like he did before, it's only going to help his case of getting that shot against Izzy, which, you know, Izzy, who's running through the division, now running back through guys he already had beat. I mean, look at Brunson was close to a title shot. Like, it's not outrageous to think guys are going to jump, you know, just because Izzy's beat probably like going to end up beating like most of the top five and six, seven. Guys are going to be able to jump all those guys and get a title shot. So, you don't be surprised if Pereira's aren't there within like the next three fights. And without facing really the toughest competition. Yeah, so I, I'm going to pick Pereira in this fight. But, you know, this is... Um, yeah, he's got he got some pop to him. He's got some pop to him. He's got of course finisher thing to him, but he he's a little wild. I'll, I'll, I'll take obviously I'll take Pereira in the fight, but it's the right matchup I think. And the UFC's doing the right thing and giving him a favorable style right now. You know, I think the mistake would be like to give him just nothing but wrestler and jiu-jitsu guys and see how he handle that. I think they're obviously have an idea for uh, Pereira. And you know, I think they know that Izzy storylines there, and I think they know that Izzy's kind of running out of guys. And the two hundred five wasn't a success for Izzy, even though I don't think that's out of the question going forward. But they also don't want to hold up this division, so they're gonna have to start, you know, finding opponents for Izzy. This is definitely a fight to watch. I think uh, it's just gonna be interesting to see how Alex looks and if he get another highlight reel uh, ending. Thank you guys for listening. Please like, subscribe to my podcast. Follow me on uh, Twitter, Instagram, even Facebook. It's Ezra Podcast on all of them. Um, thank you guys for listening again. Any comments, any questions, I'd be glad to answer. Peace.